When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good Risings, I'm Colin Bedell. Today is Wednesday, November 3rd, and this is The Rising Sign. So the transit that I want to talk to you about today is the Moon in Scorpio conjunct Mars in Scorpio. So conjunct is an aspect and it's when two or yeah, two planets uh, or luminaries are conjunct each other. They're conjoined in the same zodiac sign. So the moon is all about emotion and Mars is all about action and desire. So with the moon conjunct Mars in Scorpio, the question that I have for you, and remember astrology, I believe is best served through questions rather than answers, right? The question that I have for you is, how do emotions instruct your desires? And how do you look at emotions as instructive for inspired action? Right, because one of the topics that we talk about often when there is a Capricorn transit is there is a distinction between an emotion and behavior, right? We can feel everything that we're supposed to feel and we ought to give ourselves permission to feel the full spectrum of human emotion appropriately, absolutely. And also we need to choose behaviors that are healthy and connected and wholehearted and sometimes productive in service to that emotion. It's not emotions that are the issues, it's the behaviors that we choose when we're feeling the emotion that becomes problematic, right? So we always separate emotion and behavior when we're in a Capricorn transit, <laughs> but because the moon is in Scorpio, conjunct Mars in Scorpio, I want us to think a little bit more about how our emotions instruct behavior specifically. So especially with Scorpio rule topics around kind of complicated things like intimacy, eroticism, authenticity, uh, perhaps even shame, resilience, and empathy, right? And when we do have a Scorpio transit, I like to talk often about shame and shame resilience and empathy as the antidote to shame, which is the primary uh, foundation of the literature of Dr. Brené Brown. And what she has helped me understand in the course of her works is that we all experience shame, which is an emotion. In fact, clinicians call it the universal emotion. So everybody has it. Everybody feels like sometimes they're not good enough. What they do isn't valuable enough. Who they are isn't enough. And they think they're, they're the only ones and that everybody else was just born with this pre-sentiment for confidence. Not true. Everybody has shame. So that's the emotion. That's the Scorpio emotion, right? And today, what I want you to think about is how do you respond when you're in shame? Because that's what Mars would inspire us to think about. What behaviors? Mars is a little bit of an action-oriented zodiac planet. Not always, but in this conversation, I think it can be. So what behavior supports you when you are in shame, right? Well, that's where empathy comes in. And that's where reaching out and telling your story comes in. So before Dr. Renee Brown became a very uh, influential and sought out thought leader, she was publishing academic journals around these conversations. In fact, she developed a theory called shame resilience theory. And she reviews four things that we can do when we're in shame, which is to recognize the physiological symptoms when we're in shame. So for me, shame feels like the room is spinning. I can't focus and concentrate and everything just went foggy, 
that is my somatic symptom for Colin. You are, uh, you are experiencing full contact shame, number one. And then number two is we practice critical awareness. So what is the cause of this experience? Oh, it's because I'm behind on the deadline and because I'm behind, now I'm making up a story that I'm never productive and I can't do what I'm supposed to do and I'm unreliable and I'm a terrible person and da 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 da, da the spiral, right? And then the third quality of shame resilience is to name shame. It's one of those emotions that doesn't really like when you name it. It almost wants to kind of remain forever out of the purview of vocabulary. Therefore, it can maintain its power over us. But we do have to name shame when we're in it because it's such a severe emotion. It's correlated to significant mental health issues. So that's why when someone says, I'm in shame, it ought to light up a notification within our heads that this demands serious attention right? So the third step is to name that shame when you're in it. And then the fourth quality of shame resilience is to reach out and share your story with someone who's genuinely earned the right to hear it. So these are not people who are grief thieves, right? Which is, oh, you think that's bad. Let me tell you what happened to me, right? Uh, These are not people who make you feel crappier having spoken to them. These are people that go, oh yeah, man, I have been there. I know that feeling pretty well. Uh, Do you want me to stay with you, just dust you off a little bit and we can get you back on your emotional feet? What can I do? Because you're not alone. We've all experienced this and I don't want you to feel any worse than you already do now. So what can we do, right? That's empathy. So recognize the physiological symptoms, practice critical awareness, name shame and reach out to others to share it with, to share your shame story with someone who's genuinely in the right to hear it. I think that can be something we can meditate on today and talk to about other people as if we recognize that other people are in shame, let them know, hey, you're not alone. What can I do? You want to talk about it? Because I think if we do kind of follow Dr. Brown's work and have a worldwide conversation about this, I really believe we can generate different conversations and behaviors and choices that can make the world deeply empathetic as opposed to so mired in shame. So I'm Colin, and you can find me at Queer Cosmos. Thank you for listening to Good Risings. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know by leaving a review because we love hearing from you. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.